welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast that focuses on ideas to help individuals with leadership development, improve communications, and enhance team performance. Our last episode, Ralph and I talked about the importance and how to rebuild trust after we intentionally break a promise or a commitment. We agreed that a great follow-on to that would be now talk about what happens when we know when we make a promise that there is absolutely no way we're going to be able to keep that commitment. What's the renegotiating look like? How do we renegotiate that process? My name is Cindy Massengill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And today, this episode will be about how do we renegotiate promises and commitments? This is a tricky one. Um, We've had pushback on this renegotiation as a way of kind of holding yourself unaccountable to commitments mm-hmm. that you've made. And so I want to I deal with that uh, topic because I think in an organization that is really pushing itself, we are going to have the opportunity to renegotiate and we want to get out in front of it. Mm-hmm. I think the key for everybody listening is to be as proactive as possible ahead of the deadline so that people can make uh, whatever adjustments they need to make on the promise that is not going to be fulfilled. Yeah, I, I almost I, I'm imagining almost like a radar. You know, we want to we want to stay sort of at a high level to look at what are the commitments that we have not coming up today, not coming up next week, but also including this month, this quarter, this year, you know, really staying at a high level to make sure that they're all integrated together. Absolutely. I think that's a piece of personal responsibility. How, you know, and really we, we talked about this in the last episode, taking your promises very, very seriously, you know, which raises there's really three types of promises when we think about what we would renegotiate. Mm. And the first is a strong promise. It's a promise that we make with full intention of keeping it. Right? Then there's that shallow promise that we make, but what remains unstated is, well, I'm gonna do that as long as something else doesn't come up, right? right? Yeah. And that's often unstated. And I, I would encourage people to state that, to have that dialogue in the front end. I'm not completely bought in, yeah. right, up front. And here's why. Right. Because I've got these three other things, and, and so I'm not yet committing to that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the third one is the criminal promise. And that's a promise that we make, and I'm not sure why we make those, right, that we have no intention from the get-go of fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And it may be just to get somebody off our back. It may be to end this meeting that we think has gone on and on and on. But I think we've got to really be uh, aware, self-aware of the type of promise we're making, but then taking full responsibility to get way out ahead and proactively renegotiate ahead of any missed deadline. You know, I had the exact situation, the criminal. I was the criminal promiser <laughs> a couple a couple months ago. But the circumstances around my situation were that um, I, I didn't have a lot of trust with the people in the room. This is a new volunteer committee that I'm on. And I didn't want to be the only one that disagreed about a decision that we were making. So I was, you know, my very high-pitched tone, my high-pitched voice, Oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. As I'm walking out of the room saying, there is absolutely no way I'm doing that. Yeah. So and how do we get in those situations? I think this does go back to the last episode around trust. If we aren't in a high trust culture or a high trust group, I think we're reluctant 
to challenge a promise or were reluctant to say, no, I'm not supportive of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, it does go back to really building building the trust and the relationships in the group so that we can have really, really solid commitments and in, in so that when we know we're not going to make it, the renegotiation is clean and it really mitigates any adverse impact on uh, the, the rest of the people or groups that are affected. I also think, and you talked about this before, but I, I think it's important to talk about again is the lack of, uh, or the lack of willingness for people to feel vulnerable. I, I think, uh, you, you know, you've got to be almost really confident. And this is where personal integrity comes in on the quality of commitments you're making. That's why I think fewer strong commitments. I think personal integrity comes into play so that the pattern is that you're more reliable than less reliable. I think that provides you with a little bit of the vulnerability to say, you know, I think I was a little overzealous Mm -hmm. in what I signed up for. Because I think the other reason for renegotiation is we're not really sure what we're signing up for in all cases because we're breaking new ground. You know, in some cases, we just need to tighten up our language. And in another episode, we'll talk about really being clearer with what we sign up for. But I don't think we always know. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to be honest with ourselves in the group to say, you know, I signed up for that. But there is no way I'm going to be able to deliver. And I can't we can't emphasize enough raising that flag sooner rather than later. So I want to ask this. So this is this is going on in my mind and I hear it. I can say it for myself and I've heard it from my clients as well. This is awesome. But how do you renegotiate with a boss? How do you renegotiate with your biggest client? How do you renegotiate with, you know, a potential client? You're working on this huge deal. How do you renegotiate the fact that I can't deliver my quote today because it's going to force me to work until all hours of the night? How do you know, how do you do that? (laughs) So let me invoke Nike here. Just do it. I mean, I think I think people will talk themselves out of because of the gravity of the conversation, because it's my boss, because it's our key customer, there is no way that I can renegotiate. And I think we've got to push people past that. Mm-hmm. You got to get to the point of experimenting. You, you, this is where we talk in another training about the missing conversation. You know, the reason that we have a, a number of renegotiations is because we're not even having the candid conversation on the front end. We're making a lot of shallow promises, mm-hmm. I think, at the get go. And then we're afraid to raise our hand. I, I also think there's ego. I don't want to admit I can't get this done. I think there's false optimism. I'm going to pull a rabbit out of a hat. And and I think that we need to really, uh, the, the tighter we are with our promises and, and the clearer we are with renegotiation sooner rather than later, we have a culture of not only commitment and accountability, we have a culture of performance, high performance, mm-hmm. because we're really clear on what our capacity and our resource utilization is. So if we were to create a process, it would it be possible to create a process for what does renegotiating look like, sound like? What is I, I, think, I think there is. I think one, it would be uh, getting out in front of it, as you talked about early. So proactively looking at, and I might Pareto this, I might look at the 20% of the commitments or promises that yield 80% of the organizational results. And I would get out in front of that and I would realistically look at our ability, my ability to meet all of those. In any that are in doubt, 
I would immediately pick up the phone, mm-hmm. call the key stakeholder or stakeholders and say, I think we need to renegotiate. I'm in jeopardy of hitting this deadline. Here's why. Here's what I'm offering. What do you think? And, and, and really raising that conversation sooner rather than later. Putting all the cards on the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think we have to, the vulnerability and trust are key to this because we have to be okay with, you know, not delivering. It's interesting because around uh, not delivering, um, it's the same excuse for not delegating. People say, I don't want to, I don't want to offload this because it'll look like I'm not fulfilling my commitment. But delegating is renegotiating mm-hmm. in a way. Perfect. We're, we're getting it done through someone else by making a clear request. So I think we really need to be very open. And I think people got to get a little less um, hung up on whether they're able to do it or not. I also think there's a little bit of empathy involved. When we go to renegotiate, we need to be empathetic with the other person that potentially this could be messing up what their original plan was because they based their plan on our promise that we made, right? So now we're going back and we're doing some renegotiation. There's a little bit of empathy that's needed to understand how we might be impacting that other person. Absolutely. And I I think some people misunderstand that renegotiation might not be changing the date. Mm. It might include reallocating resources it might include or, or maybe it's you know not put not necessarily pushing the date out i think the assumption that people make is that renegotiation is pushing the date out and that's not an option i, I don't think that's necessarily what it is mm. but it could be de-scoping it you know we had a conversation and and our team what's finishing the year strong mean well if it only means doing everything that we absolutely signed up for in addition to all this increased work we're getting, then we're not going to fulfill all those commitments. So we've been engaged, right, in a renegotiation process around what finishing strong means. And it's not letting ourselves off the hook, but it's really renegotiating to commitments that we feel strongly about. Yes, exactly, Ralph. So I think that, what just to summarize, what we're saying is renegotiating is not about being unaccountable or trying to get out of work or the commitments that that are being asked of us. Renegotiating is really getting out in front of when we see that our plate is getting full or when we have a lot of commitments coming at us that were unexpected, really managing those commitments so that we can honor all the promises that we're making. So I feel like this is a really great lead in then to the next scenario, which would be what happens when someone completely misses a promise and doesn't say anything about it? How do we handle that? We know they missed it. They may or may not know they missed it. We call that a complaint. So let's talk about that on the next episode of Get Emergent. Get Emergent.